the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're sad, allow God to put a joy, a smile on your face. If you're married, give a good and warm greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good warm morning hug or welcome to your children and to all those who live with you. And do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning and contact friend so they can join in as well. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Praise be the most holy name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, my friends... um, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on February 2nd has entered and has been presented to the temple. It's a time of the purification of Joseph, uh, Mary, the mother of Christ, Jesus, our Lord, and the presentation of our Lord into the temple. There are actually a few feast days in Christianity that they mark the oldest historically set feast days prior to the second century of our Lord Jesus Christ. One of which, you know, is probably the March 25th, which is the Feast of the Annunciation to the Virgin Mary. Another one is June 25th, which is the Feast of the Birth of John the Baptist. And also there is February 2nd, which is a major and important feast day, which comes 40 days after Christmas, 40 days after Christmas, in which Christians in the East, in the West, in the Orthodox traditions, in the Catholic traditions, they actually all celebrate the Feast of the Presentation of our Lord Jesus Christ into the Temple. So effectively, Jesus is now 40 days old. And at this time, is the custom in the Jewish tradition that the parents, according to the Holy Gospel, will bring the baby to the temple of Jerusalem. And they offer, instead of the baby, uh, two pigeons or two doves. And um, this is the time where Simeon, the elder, has met the Lord in the temple. And Anna, the prophetess, also has met the Lord in the temple. And um, we know this famous and wonderful statement uh, that was made by Simeon, the elder, when he held the baby as he was inspired by the Holy Spirit, um, by the Holy Spirit to come to the temple of Jerusalem, because now the Lord is in a temple. And definitely when he looked to the Lord and he said, now, O Lord, uh, you may let your servant go, because my eyes have seen your salvation. Now my own eyes have seen the salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of every people, a light to reveal you to the nations and the glory of your people, Israel. This is the gospel of St. Luke, chapter 2, verses 29 to 32. So now, O Lord, we're going to pray with you. Now, O Lord Jesus Christ, we're going to ask you to watch over us, uh, to be vigilant and watch over us, we, your people. So, my friends, uh, receiving this beautiful Sunday in February, 
let us pray together on this uh, wonderful Sunday morning. O God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray Psalm number two. This child is destined for the fall and for the rising of many. Why this tumult among nations, among peoples, this useless murmuring? They arise, the kings of the earth. Princes plot against the Lord and his anointed. Come, let us break their fetters. Come, let us cast off their yoke. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord is laughing them to scorn. Then he will speak in his anger. His rage will strike them with terror. It is I who have set up my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will announce the decree of the Lord. The Lord said to me, you are my son. It is I who have begotten you this day. Ask, and I shall bequeath you the nations. Put the ends of the earth in your possession. With a rod of iron, you will break them. Shatter them like a potter's jar. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Hallelujah. So my friends, for all those who celebrated the feast day of the presentation of our Lord, I want to wish you all a wonderful and happy feast day. For our friends from the various Christian traditions, you may want to search the feast day of the presentation. And look at this awesome and wonderful feast day in which in one of the few feast days, we see how our Jewish customs meet um, in Christianity with baptismal customs almost. Because, you know, we in Christianity also present babies to the temple and give them their names and offer you know, offerings on their behalf until we lead them to the fountain of baptism and the children are baptized. It is very customary in the East as well to baptize the children within the 40 days after their birth at the time when the perfection, when the purification of the mother and the father is perfected and has been completed, which usually takes 40 days after the birth of a baby. It is uh, the custom that the parents bring the children or the child that is newly born into the church in the old days into the temple, of course, in our Jewish tradition. And there they do the offering and then they name the baby. And of course, in our Christian tradition, now we baptize the babies at that time. It is um, a great honor to have with us in our Zoom studio, uh, Mr. Jacqueline Emmanuel, our Mission of Hope and Mercy Operation Manager. And um, we're going to continue speaking um, with Jacqueline about um, the aggravated situation in Lebanon and, of course, about other topics. Uh, hopefully we get to it all. Jacqueline, good Sunday morning to you. Good Sunday morning to you too, Father. You know, um, Lebanon has now reached a very dangerous security situation. We spoke about it last week. Added to the existential food, medication, and security threat and crisis. So this week, Lebanon is facing one of the most dangerous times in its educational system. What is going on in the educational system in Lebanon, Jack? Let us begin with the official schools uh, uh, at the beginning. Uh, Teachers in Lebanon, they are striking over pay and working conditions since January 9th. So uh, almost after the Christmas vacation was over uh, on January 9, since then, since almost over one month, over one million students in official schools, they are not going to school. They are not getting education in public schools. All public public schools schools. in Lebanon, they are now closed. Wow. 
Yes, Father. Also, uh, Father, there is a risk of 80% of the Catholic schools. They are threatened of permanently closing their school because of the economical crisis, because of the very low salaries for the teachers, because of uh, everything going on in, in Lebanon. Uh, teachers, they did a warning strike in the Catholic schools for one day. Next week, they will go on a strike for eight days. And we don't know after what will happen, Father. So what, what could yes, people Father. do? I and mean, yes. what is the government doing? Um, uh, is the United Nations aware of all of this? Has there been an appeal made to American government, to UN, uh, to European governments. Uh, is the world aware that the education in Lebanon is under such major threat? Father, I don't think there is anyone aware of that. Uh, I, I, this is where our role comes. Uh, it, it, let us begin with us. Uh, let us begin with us with the, uh, with the giving awareness for the people in the U.S. what's happening in Lebanon. Uh, numbers are, are alarming, Father. Over one million uh, children in official public schools alone are being threatened, Father. Uh, according to Save the Children, uh, this, uh, this school student, they already have had the trauma of the pandemic when they stayed home and now they are living the trauma of not even going to school. I can only imagine uh, the, the strife of the families and the pain of the families, the suffering yes. of the families because it seems if the kids are left at home and um, there is an extreme weather outside where Lebanon has now is experiencing the second snowstorm um, in the yes. same week. So we had almost less than nine hours of break of good sun between yes. uh, the first storm and now there's a second storm hitting Lebanon. Snow is coming down a little bit on a lower altitude, uh, covering the mid-range yes. mountains of Lebanon, probably 700, yes. 800 meters above sea level and on top, where most of the Christian villages actually, they live on that level and higher. As a matter of fact, I could only imagine yes. how is this affecting the uh, diesel in the villages, the generators in the villages, where there is no yes. electricity. Schools may no longer yes. be able to basically receive their the students, and at the same time, these kids are at home with no, no source of heat. Imagine, Father, so, I'm living on the coast, so I'm not living in a mountain uh, country. And the, because of the lack of the electricity, my, my children and I were freezing yesterday. I sent you the picture. We, we don't have electricity to warm up. So how come the, the people in the villages, they don't have fuel and they don't have you know, the electricity? Aslan, it doesn't reach there. Uh, I have with me in the studio Father Sharbel. Uh, a friend of mine, um, um, we met and we were praying uh, together um, uh, privately. Father Sharbel, uh, good, good evening and good morning in America. Good morning to uh, all Americans. And uh, you know, uh, you, you heard what Jacqueline is saying about uh, probably, and you taught in schools actually. Yes. You used to teach religion in public yes. schools as well. Yes. So, in my village. In your village. Yes. So, what's the situation if, if the students cannot go to school? If the families cannot find uh, a source of energy to warm up their homes, to uh, have electricity. Um, I mean, in the last 12 hours, myself personally experienced, um, like many, many, many thousands of people, um, there was a disconnection in Ojero. I mean, there was no Wi-Fi. And many of us experienced completely like we went out of touch, no connection. Okay. And uh, we had no, no Wi-Fi, no internet, basically. So we can't be in touch with the outside world, we cannot feel the warmth basically around us. And then students now cannot go to school. Teachers don't have enough salary. I was shocked when I found out 
that the salary of teacher is a three million Lebanese pound. How much is that in dollar, uh, Jacqueline? How much is the three million, three and a half yeah, million? Father, now fifty dollars. Fifty dollars now. 50, less than fifty. Less than fifty dollars is the salary of a yes. Lebanese teacher. Less about forty-five U.S. dollars yeah, per month, too. guys. Yes. Per month. Father Sharbel, yes. is the church yes. aware of all of this in Lebanon? You can speak in yes, Arabic, and I, I'll be happy to translate. The problem that is happening now in Lebanon is actually in existence, is the existence of Christians. This is a real problem. It's way more important than the, the economic crisis or the economic crisis of providing for family. We know now Lebanon is going through existential crisis. Our existence is in danger. We as a church are trying as much as possible to providing food and some medication and some heat and um, sources and mountains. We are trying to keep our existence, actually. We feel that there is a problem in Lebanon now. Is actually that we are hitting the existence of Christians in the Middle East and in Lebanon, specifically in historical villages and historical mountains, because in these mountains, it is a known fact in history that this is where the history says the Maronites have existed always since the time of the early centuries. Today, too, to these crises, there is an existence of threat. So this existential threat is dangerous. I like to comment also that uh, in a school and uh, the church, both of them are actually two motives for the Christians to have remained despite all the struggles and the existential problems. When the school is hit this hard, and when the church is hit this hard, and when there is no electricity and there is no water and there is no internet to be in, in, in contact, in connection, with other people, which became an essential thing in Lebanon. We feel that uh, actually our existence in this ground, in this land of Lebanon, has now became under threat. And the people have to internally be displaced. They have to internally move from the high mountains, from the land of farming, from the land that was a fertile land. And then they have to move uh, to a safety place where there is electricity, and that there is a less heat or less cold, especially now in winter time. And they're giving up their history, actually. So they are disconnected from the land. And therefore, our faith is in danger now um, in the land. And our physical existence, our economic existence is also in danger. We always were able to reflect through our connection to our faith, our relationship with the ground, our relationship with the earth. So the entire heritage of our uh, patrimony, of our heritage and our faith is in danger now. This was the true treasure of Lebanon. We did have a petroleum, we don't have oil, we don't have resources. Our family was our resource. You know, if you hit the family, you actually are hitting as well. You're striking basically the quality of Lebanon, which is a Christian family. The church is trying to aid, is trying to help, but the church is not able to substitute for the government and to replace the government. Add to this the organizational problems, and uh, there are focuses on certain regions instead of other regions. So many of the Christians feel neglected in certain and specific areas. This is why it is important, the solidarity, according to the Bible, in the Acts of the Apostles, um, um, there was nobody in need amongst them because all the people as formed the first Christian community, according to the Acts of the Apostles, were able to show solidarity with one another. They were supporting one another. We do need the support of the West. We don't need the support of the rich. We don't need the support of nations. We don't need the support of many other people from all over the world. We thank the people and our brothers and sisters in the United States of America because they think about us. Uh, they actually spend time to think about us. It is because of you guys that we are able to remain standing. 
Thank you, Abuna Sharbil, for this um, um, and, and intervention. And thank you for being in our studio. Um, Jacqueline, uh, the persecution yes. of Christians is what the context that Father Sharbil just provided. Yes. He's, he's, um, this is a uh, good Sunday yes. morning with Father Andre. We have with us uh, Jacqueline Emmanuel, our operation manager, and Father Sharbel. Um, a friend of ours uh, as well here in Lebanon and great friend of the Mission of Hope and Mercy for years now. Um, you know, he put in context the struggle of the Christians in Lebanon. It is a Christian struggle. You yes. as a Christian lady, do you feel, do you feel that the fight between, I would say, the crisis of the dollar rate um, versus the Lebanese pound, the crisis in the education, the crisis in the medication, we have a lot to cover in the upcoming weeks, and hopefully you can cover it all in a few of our shows. Yeah. Do you feel that your yes. faith is under attack as a Christian Lebanon? Yes, Father. Every second I feel like that. Every second I feel that uh, that we are under attack in everything, Father, in the news, and uh, what's happening every every one minute, every one hour changing. Father, not only the, the, the education sector is on strike, uh, Lebanon is currently witnessing a series of strikes in various sectors. Uh, there is many sectors, the economical sectors, they are on strike. And this is reflecting the severe level of needs in the country. Father, the socioeconomic crisis has, has pushed three quarters of the population into poverty, according to Save the Children. So number-wise, number-wise, yes. we're talking about a country that has 2 million Syrian refugees, 2 million Syrian refugees. Yes. There is about 5 million Lebanese yes. people in Lebanon, 4.5, 5 million Lebanese people, Yes. right? 4.5 million yes. Lebanese Yes. People. So you're saying about 80%. Three-quarters of them. Three-quarters of yes. them. They are poor also, now. Wow. Who helps those people? The Lebanese father, till now, the, most of them, they don't have help. Thanks to our mission now, we are trying to offer help to as many people as we can in these sectors. Our mission well, I, is the only one now helping I in was Lebanon. Surprised. I was surprised, but I did not want to bring it up on the show because I wanted to do a special show for this that uh, Catholic Charities yes. Lebanon, or known as Caritas Lebanon, yes. has declared yes. less than five days ago that they stopped uh, their medical aid programs. They're not receiving any yes. new applications for medical aid program. This is how drastic the situation is in Lebanon. And at the yes. same time, yes. the Mission of Hope and Mercy has, uh, we did help about 3,000 families. We purchased about 47 tons yes. of food. You know, Jacqueline, um, this is um, Sunday morning in the U.S. and this is Colorado. Yes. We have a snow. We still can sit inside yes. and enjoy and uh, I thank God for uh, the public safety and all the groups who uh, our electrical companies in the U.S., utility companies, if there is a damage in electrical lines, outages, we call them, uh, you know, uh, due to a snowstorm or due to a bad heavy weather or high wind, um, within hours, if not within less than an hour, electricity comes back. And the people thank God always that uh, there is due diligence in the U.S. and there is an, uh, we are able to provide for our people. It is true that the U.S. gets hit by lots of natural disasters. It is true that we have floods in the U.S. We have huge snowstorms in the U.S. You know, sometimes millions of people are affected in the U.S. by major snowstorms. Look what happened in uh, the Midwest, what happened in New York, what happened in Colorado. Look at the flood that took place in California. Many times our president and governors, they declare a catastrophe, like national disasters, uh, you know, but nonetheless... There is always what we call uh, the blessing of uh, we have uh, sorted on the side 
um, funds from our taxes, the U.S. government aid programs, uh, FEMA aid programs. They come to the rescue of the people. And you see that there is this huge solidarity amongst the people and the nation picks up itself, its wounds, and we survive and the sun rises again in the United States. On top of this, I'm so proud of us Americans that um, on top of our internal wounds and internal pain that we suffer from natural disasters, political sometimes issues, sometimes we have a lot of inflation now in the U.S. You know, it's not easy for Americans now to divide, to share the little treasure that we have. We pay a lot of taxes. This is now the season for taxes. We pay a lot of high bills. We pay a lot on our insurance. And nonetheless, with all of this, with all of the obligations imposed willingly upon us because we believe in law and order, we believe we want to be good citizens in the land, we believe in the participation actively in the public life. For moments such as these, when somebody is in need, they knock at the door and they receive a good answer. 45 million people in the U.S., you know, they are on food stipend programs. Um, from from the U.S. government. This is because the U.S. people are very generous. They respect the law. We respect the law. We know, we realize we have common responsibility towards our home, our common home, to our common land, you know, the land that raises us all up, basically, that allows us to breathe, to eat, to benefit, to grow, to develop, to raise a family, to live our faith, to enjoy our freedom, to prosper and to pursue our dreams and to live a joyful and happy life. Let us take a moment, my friends, who are listening to the show, to thank God for all of these blessings that we have in the U.S. We thank you, Almighty God. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you, O Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, for the light that shines in the U.S., for the good people of the U.S., for the wonderful country that we have, the education system that we have, even though we are suffering a lot from many problems inside our ethical programs in the educational system. We thank you nonetheless, O oh Lord God, that we still have a choice that we are able to make, that we still have a places that we can call home, that we still have a roof under which we can cover. We still have energy sources that we can use and utilize for the benefit to warm up our bodies or to cool our bodies and to save and conserve our food and to plan on daily basis our day-to-day operations and our next morning. Banks that they still can store our savings and our incomes, and an entire system that can still work, transportation in the air, in the sea, under the sea, in the lands, uh, you know, all over the spaces. Thank you, Lord, for the technology, for the means of communications. Thank you, Lord, for the connectivity, for the social media, the mass media, the classical TV stations and radio waves that we still are able to enjoy. Thank you, Lord, for the coexistence between the people of goodwill, the people of faith, the people who may not pray, may not realize who you are, may not realize and not believe in you, O Lord God. Yet I know that in the depths of the United States, there is a heart of a faithful mother, faithful father, a grandma, a grandpa, a younger child who yells to heaven and say, Abba, Father. We ask you yet at this point that you open the hearts and minds of our American friends to also Grow in the responsibility of helping others, to continue growing in the responsibility and the shared feelings towards others. Love God and thy neighbor. To accomplish the gospel of Matthew chapter 25, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me to drink. I was naked, you covered me. I was sick and you visited me. I was a stranger and you hosted me. Lord God, we ask you to please multiply and bless our means in the yes. That program such as the program of 
this wonderful apostolate of Our Lady of Hope, which also is known as St. Rafka Mission of Hope and Mercy, that every Sunday our donors, our sponsors for the show, the radio that hosts us, O oh Lord God, you protect them, you save them, you give them from your wonderful blessing, that you will be pleased with their work, and you open the hearts and ears of all the people to share through the waves with this program so we can help and come to the rescue of your children in Lebanon the Christians who are suffering here in this land where Christianity all began. This country that was named and called over 73, 74 times in your Holy Bible. This land that according to your Holy Bible, you told Moses, this is my mountain and Lebanon. Moses by himself desired to come to Lebanon. Yet you told him, Lord, that this is your sacred mountain. This country yells to you. This country begs you, O Lord God, begs through your hands. And the hands of our American friends that you come to its rescue. Assist your people here, O oh Lord, and bless us all by your divine grace. My dear Jacqueline, I have uh, a lot to cover yes, with we you. We still have uh, less than a minute. I want to ask you, how can people yeah. how can people come and help in the endeavor and the work of the Mission of Hope and Mercy? Please go into the site of the Mission of Hope and Mercy. Please donate at least $50 per month. You can find the email for the Mission of Hope and Mercy. You can find the contact numbers for our officers in the USA. We need your help and we need it very soon and we need it urgently. Thank you, Jacqueline. My friends, uh, let us pray. Now, O kings, understand. Take warnings, rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with awe and trembling. Pay him your homage, lest he be angry and you perish. For suddenly his anger will blaze. Blessed are they who put their trust in God. And Almighty God bless us, protect us from all evil, forgive us our sins, give us peace, joy, and victory in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and grant success to the works of our hands. And may God bring us all to everlasting life. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 9.30 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.